Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. As hard as it is spending time with yourself, whether it is, you know, journaling, meditating, reflecting, um, or just like doing some things that you would normally do with other people, maybe like cook for yourself, maybe like date yourself a little bit. And I think over time, just really appreciate like what you can provide for yourself before you like go out and seek it from other people. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast. My name is Olivia and I am starting whether Lisa is ready or not. <laughs> ready or not. Um, and I'm an entrepreneur, brand builder. My most recent business is build a brand agency. And to my to my right, really pretty close, closer than normal. Oh my Lisa gosh. Brosser. Can we just restart this? No. Um never. so sorry. Never, to no editing. Everyone. I never edit. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know that. <gasps> you said it. Okay, that's your responsibility. No, editing. I'm Lisa. Yeah, that's what I thought, everyone. Um, I was the imposter. And my current obsession is, um, well, as if you follow the podcast, as you know, I've been living at my parents because we just sold our home. And my dad wakes up in the morning with my boys when they start crying, he comes and grabs them, and me and Zav we really? get to sleep. Yep. It's That's actually really cute. He really sweet. legit changes their diapers. E- yeah. He's like, Where's, where do you guys keep the diapers so I can change yeah, the diapers? You should just stay there forever, I oh think. Oh, my gosh. Like, my dad um, is so not the home type, doesn't know how to cook himself a dinner. No joke. He can put a frozen thing into the oven, and that's about it. Um, I mean, he can like shoot a deer, but that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) He, he works for his food, but I mean, he, yeah, he's, um, doing, doing the mom thing. I think he's getting bored. He's retired and he, he does a lot, but he's probably bored. (laughs) That's funny. Um, my current obsession is cheesy Hallmark slash Netflix Christmas movies. Oh my gosh. I thought you were going to say like, like the the squeezy cheese squeeze i out literally of the can said or cheesy hallmark how did I that know. even i don't know just right now uh holiday movies i just i love holiday movies but like the cheesy ones where it's like kind of embarrassing like the actors should kind of be embarrassed that they're in them <laughs> like you're kind of embarrassed you're watching them you feel like you should be making fun of it but like you're actually kind of maybe enjoying it a little bit you know this is how i know moments. a movie is bad because i'm not a critic but this is how i know a movie i'm not is a bad. critic <laughs> It's when you can tell they're acting. You're not yeah. into the movie. You're not into the plot. You're like, oh, that was weird. Or like, huh, they're really having to think hard about how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or like Hallmark all movies. of the meat cutes are the exact same. Yeah. Just like, <gasps> or like you whoops. spill your coffee. Those are my or favorite like, TikToks. Oh, and you like slip and fall. And then this like the hottest guy in the world who lives in like a random place in Utah 
catches you um my favorite tiktok is like one of those and she's um the actress that like comes home for the holidays and she goes um i've been i i've been working full time for the last 10 years and i don't have any kids because i forgot yeah (laughs) no all of those are are like i don't like the holidays like that's always like the same premise or but then they go get a tree together or something but honestly i'm gonna watch one later uh let's get to our silver lining of the week before i do something slap you <laughs> Go ahead. So dumb. You talk now. Oh, I thought you were going to say something totally different, though, about your current obsession. I thought you were going to say, like, see, it's fine if I wait to have kids, if I even decide to ever have them. Oh, I feel like that should just be obvious to everybody. It doesn't matter how old you are when you have kids. It's yeah. just. It's just if you want to be an older parent or not. And yeah, and that's fine. And totally. that you just want to take care of your body and freeze your eggs. And I think all of those things are great. Are you going to freeze your eggs? If I'm 31 and I haven't had kids yet, For your probably. 30th birthday, can we go freeze your eggs? Well, if somebody hands me a giant check, number one, number two, um, it's not a very enjoyable experience. But I would do it. I yeah. would. I think if I was like 31, 32, I would write it out. And then if I was like, I don't think I would want to have kids past 35. So Mm -hmm. if I'm closing 35 and it's not happening yet, I probably just won't have kids. Hmm. Okay. Which means Bear will be how old if I have a kid when I'm 35? I don't know. I can't do math right now. When was he born? What year? Uh, 2018. Well, he's two. 2018. 2018. Okay, so he's two. What year are we? <laughs> how old am I? Um, 10, 17, 18, 30, 31, 2, 3, 4, 5, 9, 10, 11. He'll be 11 if I have a baby. That's really weird. It's also really pathetic I just had to do that. I know. I, I still don't even understand how you got to that. So my silver lining <laughs> is I've been feeling nauseous lately, like randomly. Pregnant. Um, Number three. Okay, well, hold on. I was just telling Olivia, like, like my period I think is consistent I don't keep track um but unless I'm like should but why the only reason I would keep track is if I'm trying for a baby why because so of what I happened this week to well, you okay okay <laughs> well I, I always have my period for five days and so two days ago it stopped yesterday no bleeding today I randomly bled and it was new blood and I'm like oh my gosh the only time that I'm familiar with this happening is implantation of an egg and I just had my period so what is going on implantation of an egg implantation of such a fancy of way of saying egg. pregnant I mean I think I think that's like well did you it google is. it like fresh blood after period no because i'm probably just gonna call my doctor because i'm scared i i I mean i just wait if it happens again tomorrow i think that well i really have to pee so i'll just like go pee again and see how it goes all right we'll keep you guys updated (laughs) um so what's your silver lining oh um (laughs) nothing yeah i don't know yet i'm sure it'll um that you're probably not pregnant can that always be your silver lining if you don't have it like you're saying, oh, is that I'm not pregnant? You're not pregnant. Yeah. Just okay. Wait until the day I'm pregnant again. Oh my gosh. If I ever do, I don't know if I will. Lisa's a different Lisa when she's pregnant. I know. I almost jokingly told you the other day that I'm pregnant. 
You know I would be excited for you. Hold on. No, I was going to tell you. Oh, oh, no, you're not going to want to hear this. Mm. I miss having like a little baby. Oh, you told me you had baby fever. Yeah. Like five minutes after Maverick was born. So, yeah, that's weird. I don't remember that. I just can't imagine wanting more responsibility like that. Yeah, that's why I was going to tell you so I can snap out of it and remind me how awful being pregnant okay, is. so your pelvic floor is literally gonna fall out your oh butt when you're gosh, pregnant again that's so true i'm over okay. it like i feel pain remember san francisco last year yeah and you couldn't worst. even walk okay i'll just say that every time yeah, you say you have baby true. fever okay um well okay so my silver lining is that um i've just been putting like lots and lots of pressure on myself which is my favorite thing to do and I just haven't enjoyed like the holiday season and I don't necessarily like love the holidays but I on Saturday we went up to the snow Lisa's so annoyed because I went with another friend that's blonde and she's just jealous um but we went up to the snow and we took photos and we got a tree and it's probably like the ugliest tree I've ever seen in my life but it's I also but I also like love that it's ugly and I had a good time with Arturo and our friends and then we went back to their place and we watched Christmas Whatever, movies. Whatever, I get it. You had fun with your other blonde friend. Get over it. We watched um, three Christmas movies, which was so funny. And we made calzones and had a hot chocolate. And it, for the first time in probably like three months, I felt like like just I I okay I actually worked a little bit while watching the movie but it felt um like I felt like I was kind of forgetting what I needed to do and like I was just like letting myself be and it just felt really nice to do that and I had to enjoy the holidays so that was fun that's my silver lining and I, you're over there just like pissed and mad and good for you okay next time I'm going to invite you up to cold snow where you have to walk around being cold okay and I'm going to kiss you on the cheek like I did to Kenzie and hold your hand okay, and frolic. Well, we're not going to do that. Okay. But whatever. Did you even notice I didn't even do your stupid calzone poll because I'm like, I don't care. And I'm a brat. Lisa and I, I didn't, are going to I didn't want to vote for your blonde friends in case I liked hers the most. Her name is Kenzie. Okay. Kenzie. And Sorry. I didn't want to like point her out. Why? Because you're jealous. It's fine. Okay. I, I well, Don't worry. Lisa and I are going to have like a therapy session after this to figure no, out our relationship. We're not. You just have to tell me. I'm I'm your number one best friend, especially out of blondes, but I just think, generally out of every single one of your best friends. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket and use it when it's like when I really need it. Like when you're at your utmost of sadness, I'll use it. <laughs> Okay, what what can I get really really sad? Oh over my gosh! To okay, so I'm so sorry to everyone listening. Um, okay, so today on the show, as you guys saw, we have um, Lindsay and Krista from the Almost Thirty podcast, and it was quite the treat. Oh the f- gosh! Like the fact that number one, they would want to be on the show. <laughs> Who would want to be on this Thank show? You. Thank you. Number two, that we were able to talk to them for like a really like decent amount of time. And we all had such a good time. And I felt like we really related with them on so many different levels, not just like work and relationship wise, but like on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. And they're just so honest and true to themselves during or in their podcasts. It's a really um, it's really helpful for us, I think, to see those types of podcasts. Um because it inspires us to be more truthful to ourselves. Yeah, and get to know ourselves more in the needs that we have in looking into those needs. 
And then also just like allowing, we, we talk a lot about like our spiritual life. And so allowing ourselves to like be guided rather than just tuning out and being an autopilot, like being aware of your surroundings and what you need to be doing and mm-hmm. being in tune with yourself. Yeah. And, and I think too, not to like just keep going so we can get into the interview, but I think when you said that it clicked for me, like all of the times I've really felt like audibly God saying to do something like they have been some of the most scary times. Like when I felt God was telling me to quit my job and I had no backing and I did. And it had it's so challenging and hard but I knew that that's what I was supposed to do starting this podcast was another time and getting you as my co-host was another time and so I think it's just really important to remember like the things that you feel like you're supposed to do most likely are going to make you go outside your comfort zone and make you feel very very uncomfortable or even fearful um not like in a scary way but that you're just afraid of branching into something new so I think it's important to be in tune with yourself and they talk a lot about that on their podcast yeah and don't forget i'm your best friend so let's get into the episode oh heck no we're not <laughs> yes we're way. yes we're ending okay. right there let's get into the interview <laughs> okay so we are sitting here with uh Lindsay and krista from the almost 30 podcast and we're so excited and i normally say people's last names and i was telling her i got really nervous with Lindsay's last name so i just decided to just like <laughs> cut it out in general because i got so scared about it i actually noticed that and i really liked it i love Thank it I, I didn't yeah, just try I don't, I don't mind i don't mind if you mispronounce but it's simsick but it's hard simsick. like simply yeah, it's mm-hmm. like weird. I don't know. The C is weird. No, no, it's not but weird. The- <laughs> I'm just so scared of saying people's names wrong that I just like, let's just not do it at all. Well, and I'm I'm <laughs> Romanian. And if you were to say it in Romanian, the C-I makes a ch sound. So I was like, oh, I wonder yes, if, used- okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Wait, yep. that's a, it's Polish. So it yep. used to be Zimczyk. But yes, a lot of people say Simchik. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Wait, I love that. And I was like, there's no H, but now I get it. Ah, it's yeah. funny because <laughs> we either hear Sim, Simic, Sim, which is completely disregarding so funny. Yeah. <laughs> people, say, people say Simic or Sim. I've heard Simchik, Simslick, Simson. <laughs> people black out when they say my last name. They're like, Simpson. <laughs> They're like, we're huge fans. We are obsessed with you guys. Uh, <laughs> and they don't know how to say it. We're like, sure. You would think that if I would ask, like if I was going to, I would just ask you. I'd be like, yes. can you just say it for yeah, me? Of course. Totally. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, we're so excited to have you guys on the show. For the few people who don't know you guys, can you just tell us a little bit about each of you and Almost 30, like the podcast? Yeah. So almost 30, we started, you know, four years ago now, Lindsay and I, when we were in our late twenties, we were going to be 30. Now we're over 30. Um, but we were going through like such big transitions in life and we were really trying to find our purpose and we were really trying to find community and just figure out who we are. And we felt pretty lost. And I don't know if anyone listening can relate to that feeling in your twenties where you feel super lost and you feel purposeless and you just feel like you don't know what direction to go. And so when we found each other, you know, we were having these really deep conversations about relationships, about um, friendships, about purpose, about career, all these things. And we realized, you know, that we weren't the only ones in conversation. I'm like, I can't believe someone else feels this way. So one day at Bulletproof Coffee, we were outside Mm -hmm. and, you know, I said, do you want to start a podcast? And Lindsay's like, sure. And so from that point, we recorded for like seven months on our closet floors, just like all this random mess. 
and launched the podcast. And, you know, it's been four years and we've really grown it to be a community and a platform with the hopes to make people feel less alone in their evolution. Um, and, you know, I'm Krista and I am someone that is a spiritual seeker. I grew up in Ohio, a really small town, felt alone most of my life and felt like really different than everyone, um, but was always hungry for like knowledge and things like that. I ended up in the corporate world, was there for eight years and tried a bunch of different things like blogging and owned a travel business until, you know, I found Lindsay and we created the magic that is almost 30. And I'm Lindsay and... Um... Yeah, I just consider myself to have always been just kind of this creative that seeks to connect, express, and just like discover myself and life through my creativity. And it's taken on so many different iterations, whether that's um, acting, singing, uh, dancing, a podcast, you know, you name it. It's and it's something that has um, evolved and kind of fueled me throughout to have all of these different ways to express myself. And I think with the podcast, what's really cool is that, you know, I get to be myself. I don't have to read anyone else's script. I, I can really just show up in real time with what I'm going through. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have processed everything. And by me doing that, that is serving the audience and that is serving the community because the hope is that they can do that in their lives. So it's just been a, a really beautiful, fun, creative adventure of a lifetime over the last four plus years and, you know, hopefully for a lot longer. And um, yeah, I'm just so, so grateful, especially during this time, you know, it's like 2020 was wild and I feel really lucky to be doing what we do and to be able to connect in the way that we do and offer support, um, guidance, love, community in the way that we do because I think like those things are, you know, what, what were kind of taken away from us in mm. a way this year. So I just feel really lucky and proud to be able to do that. What I really love and appreciate about your guys' podcast and you guys in general, and I think what can really set you guys apart is how open you are about your guys' spirituality. Because as Christians, we're both Christians, and so we're very spiritual as well. And we can sometimes take a step back and be like, oh, sorry, that might be too Christian. Like we don't want to offend anyone. But at the same time, we're like, that is us. Like that's what we believe in. And we think it's so important for people to have a spiritual journey and to have that thing in their life that guides them. And so it was so encouraging listening to you guys being so open and honest, even talking about, um, I don't want to say the wrong, say, say it wrong, but it was like an alien convention. And I was like, mm -hmm. it's so cool. Cause they're like, Hey, to each their own, if that's your thing, that's your thing. And if not, that's okay. And so I love that. I like, I'm, I believe different things from you guys, but I love learning more things. And I also love that you guys are like, hey, take it for what it is. Like, take what you believe, take what you don't. And so I wonder um, in starting the podcast, like what things did you guys go through? Did you think like, oh, like we don't know if people are going to feel comfortable with this. Like maybe we shouldn't talk about it. And, and to what point do you just say like, hey, this is who we are? Yeah, I love that question. I'm really grateful you said that because it's been interesting. You know, Lindsay and I have really gone on the like God journey this year. And um, I grew up Catholic. And so 
that to me was what I understood as religion and God was that sort of structure. And so I was actually pretty turned off from it and found spirituality and would call it source and universe, you know, as I, as I evolved, but there was always that God presence, but I never named it as such. And as we've really stepped into being more like just straight up about God and about Jesus, it's been interesting because I actually know what you mean with like, how Christian can you be? And I don't, you know, identify myself as a Christian, but I know that when I'm talking about God specifically, I can see what happens in people and sort of if they get turned off or if they get a little nervous or if they get scared. And I've never, I never thought that would happen because I've never seen that happen with when I talk about spiritual things like angels, guides, whatever. But when I talk about God, or if we talked about Jesus, it's like, such a different response. And so I just really relate to that. And I'm really having an interesting experience um, feeling that. And I can, mm-hmm. you know, understand how you feel. But we just, you know, we have to go with what's true for us. And we have to just do it in a kind and humbling way, like you said, where it's like, this is what's true for me right now. And I think the importance is right now. Like what's true for me right now is is that God connection and focus on on that relationship over any other And it wasn't true for me, you know, four years ago, it was more of like a general source and universe thing. And, you know, no one can say anything to you if you're being really honest and truthful to yourself, because you know, it's honest and truthful and it wouldn't be able to trigger you like something else that wasn't truthful would be able to trigger you. And not being truthful is not sustainable. I think eventually like not telling your truth definitely eats away at you in in different ways. And so, you know, to want to have a a conversation that can continue to happen that lives on that is like something that we do twice weekly, you know, we have to be in our truth. And yeah, there have been moments, I think just as a quote unquote public figure, like you have moments of just like insecurity around like, if I share my truth, what will they think? Right. But like people experience that every day in their lives. So it's really, I feel like it's a responsibility for us to, to speak our truth you know, and, and we're not expecting for everyone to agree to, you know, follow along with it, but it's, it it really is more so a model of like how we, we hope that people feel in their daily lives where they can just like share how they feel. And also like allowing that feeling, that belief, that truth to maybe change. Totally. You know? Yeah. I've learned so much from you guys. It's really cool as far as that. Cause I think that there's so much we can learn from anyone. And so it is really cool, even when you speak generally like about spiritual life, whether it's like God specifically or Jesus specifically, I think that so much is actually like relatable and similar and we just call it different things, mm-hmm. which is really yeah, totally. cool. Yeah, and I think I think mm-hmm. similarly to that, it's an opportunity because I think when I, just thinking about, like you said, the world right now or just in general, or even like the time zone like the time frame we were born in like we have this opportunity as women to have a podcast and speak what our truth is so even though there are people that might not understand it most people I think get turned off by God or Christianity because of other people and Mm -hmm. we're all sinners everybody is it doesn't matter who you are in this world and I think the church hurts people and then people carry that on and then they relate that to God but if you know us and you guys can speak what your truth is and live that as an example then we could change other people's lives by showing 
showing them something different than what they've already experienced. Kind of like mm, what Krista, yeah. you were saying, like in like delivering it humbly, like, hey, we don't have all the answers. Like this is just our truth right now. And I and I love that when you guys say like, what's the right now? And and I think mm-hmm. that's like so important. I love that. And I was going to say too, I think the Buddha says I would be Christian, but I've met too many Christians. And I think about that, how it's like we relate Christianity to human and, you know, Jesus and God is not human. So mm-hmm. when we're doing things like that, it's like, we're not, I don't know, it's not really going to the right place when we're kind of placing our expectation or judgment on a human when we should be going to like God. Mm-hmm. Love totally. that. So cool. I feel like I'm a part of your guys' podcast because I've been binging your episodes. So I feel like I'm like on yes. almost 30 oh. with you guys. It's so fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So I, one thing I really want to dive into because this is so funny. So first I was listening to Krista, your story on trying on a wedding dress. And I've never related to something more in my entire life oh my than God. not being like froofy and frilly and having people look at you like it's my biggest fear whenever I get married. And so I just had to say that. But number two, when you guys were talking about your work relationship and trusting each other and having other relationships in your life kind of taint at the very beginning what you how you guys related with each other because so Lisa's my second podcast host and so that it was a whole thing of trusting and we've had those conversations and it's like why are they so hard to have those even as an upfront person it's hard so I would love for you guys not only to talk about that journey but also advice for I mean men too but women having those conversations with each other and how important it is to be open and honest about that stuff yeah. Yeah. So much to say. I know we both have things to say about it, but yeah, we started the business, the podcast, basically at the same time that we started our friendship. And what happens when you have this new, exciting, creative uh, idea that's like basically tapping on the shoulder every second of every day, that's where your focus goes. And so sure, we were getting to know each other through this experience with the podcast and the business, but we weren't actually putting in a ton of time and energy and love into our own relationship. We kind of just were like, it's there, it's solid. And it's like a marriage. Yeah, it's a marriage. You're just like, it's autopilot a little bit on the more relational side of our friendship. Um, and then as with anything, like if it's a little bit un- like misaligned, it will catch up with you and it'll start to come to the surface. And, you know, I think Kristen and I have had respect for one another throughout this whole thing. I think it was really just the nuance of like our communication. It was the nuance of um, our own personal work that we were doing and had to do around, you know, for me, it's like my self-worth and my confidence like within the business and uh, feeling like I need to put everyone before my own needs and not really expressing my truth and my desires um, and not realizing that that actually serves the people I love, right? Like, so there's just so many so many things that better late than never we started to work on, especially in the last like year and a half. And it's, we've seen the reward in the business too. It's like, not only do we just love that we are deepening our friendship and our relationship and sisterhood, but like we see it in the business, things just flow better. Like it's just, we, we're shining in our 
roles and strengths and geniuses within the business more so rather than worrying about, am I doing enough or am I doing this right or whatever the story is. So it's been really beautiful. And then, you know, there's just the whole piece about like the sister wound, the mother wound, which, you know, Chris has talked a lot about recently too. Yeah. I think, you know, for, for you guys, I'm sure too, when you guys have had the hard conversations and for Lindsay and I, it's like, if I'm feeling something, most likely she's feeling something too. Like women are so intuitive. We're so connected. And so it's not when we're talking about something, although it's hard to have that first, like, Hey, we need to talk or whatever that is. It's like, you're doing the right thing because you're speaking to something that's most likely truth. And either you're confirming what you're feeling with them and they're feeling it too, or you're getting clarification. You're getting clarification like, hey, I'm feeling a little anxiety from you, or I'm feeling a little like whatever from you. And then you can get clarification if that's true or not, you know, and maybe it's then you can go into your story. It's like, okay, that's a story I have that when something's going on like this, I'm doing this. Or you can get clarification and you guys can just be really honest about it and not come from like a very you know, ego place. And that's the thing is like, Lindsay's so good about not being egoic about anything and just being like very listening and understanding if you ever have like a question or concern. And I'm really grateful for that because the less ego that we have in our relationship, the closer we're able to get and the more we're able to get done. But it's really no joke. I I think that for most people, it's not easy to have, especially a business and then friendship relationship like you guys have and like we have. I think you really clicked something for the first time that I realized, which is the the ego, not letting the ego. Um, and I think that's like something that I've really learned in friendships in general as to why I can't, I would not consider myself a girl's girl. And I've really been having an issue with that because I'm like, I want to be, I want to be a girl's girl. Krista, you kind of talked about that. Like when you were in high school, being the cool girl, like kind of being like a guy's guy, like being cool with all the cool things, don't have emotions. And I realized it's because I just hate drama. I hate people putting themselves above other people. And it's not that's just women. I just mainly have that experience with women. And so what I realized is we finally had a good relationship or we finally, I finally found a good relationship with someone, especially a good working relationship. When I realized what you just said, it's the ego. It's the ego that it's it's keeping yourself humble. It's just being honest and not trying to put up a front. And so, oh gosh, that's like, I'm going to be thinking about that forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's also like, I mean, you know, I think all women, and we've talked to a lot of women about having trauma within friendships, Mm. you know, having female relationship wounds or bullying or stuff like that. And I think we've all experienced it. You know, I think we've all really gone through it. So it's either reprogramming that experience in therapy or really doing some like subconscious reprogramming, but you have to like talk to that girl that was bullied and just know that it doesn't make your trauma less important that everyone was bullied, but it really was a group experience that we all had. And that's why we have a hard time trusting and being ourselves and feeling seen and feeling supported and all these things. It's like a group communal wound that we all are really working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's being honest about that trauma too, because I have a really hard time with vulnerability. We always call them vulnerability hangovers. And it's like, no matter what, 
like if I can communicate with Lisa, hey, I've been hurt by this many friends and I don't trust. So I try, I want to say I trust you, but right now I'm having a hard time because it's not you. It's about those traumas. And so I think it is so important, but also I feel like finding that line of who you're going to be honest with, because I've told things to people that aren't in my life anymore. And I hate that they know that stuff about me. And so I think it is trying to find whatever like ride that line of being honest but not too honest um but yeah yeah, I just it's also too though it's really like thinking about the shame that you have around that experience Mm -hmm. say for an example I stole something and I told someone and then we weren't friends anymore and I know that they know I stole something I'm like I must feel really ashamed that I stole something Mm -hmm. and that I perceive them to be judging me you know but and so that's really what I think. And also, too, you know things about people, too, that you're not friends with, you know, so don't feel like <laughs> you're the only one. But yeah, but it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. What so you know. what, um, not that you're a counselor, but what <laughs> would you um, say <laughs> about the shame itself and in, in dealing because because you were kind of going towards that. Is there maybe like a way to like go about the shame experience? I think for me, I've just really come to terms with like, everyone has their like if anyone is acting like they don't have anything that they feel ashamed about that's just not true like for you to share with someone you know openly or for me to share with a friend openly about something that I've had or experienced and to believe that they don't have something that's equally as deemed bad or terrible is like either they're not sharing or you know I just don't know so I just think that we all have things that we carry or that make us feel ashamed And I had to really understand or I look at my shame when I look at what is making me feel uncomfortable or where am I limited? And as an example, it's like for me around sex a lot of times because of my Catholic upbringing, I have like a shame a little bit around that experience. And so I'm like, why am I a little limited in like the sex area? Not like limited, but why am I not as like outgoing or like I'm bashful when I talk about it. It doesn't feel easy for me. And then I can look back at my history of like where, you know, the experiences were that that led me to that place. But the way that I work with it is through, you know, journaling practices, meditation, therapy, and then speaking to it, speaking about it. You know, just saying that now is like, just kind of dimmers the energy around it a little bit because I'm like, it's not so shameful that I'm not speaking to it. You know, that's where it's like, gets a little hard where you're like, oh, this is so shameful that I feel like you guys won't like me if I say it, or I feel like I'll be a different person to you guys if I say it. I think that's something with vulnerability itself is um, I feel like I can be so much more vulnerable now because I'm so much more sure of myself and my worth. And so no matter what I say, no matter how vulnerable, like talking about sex, for instance, or I mean, honestly, the first thing that just clicked in my brain and I just admitted the other day is I used to get made fun of for my vagina. And that's so hard to say out loud. But at the same time, like everyone's vagina looks different and that's okay. And these girls just had different looking vaginas for me and that's okay. And so just saying that out loud is like... I've accepted that because now I'm so comfortable. I'm I'm in a marriage and my husband loves me for who I am and I have now accepted my body and I'm loving my body despite any past experiences I've had. And I think that bringing light to all of like those dark places really helps you feel less shame. And that's what I've felt for myself and so it makes other people feel uncomfortable, but I don't really care cuz I feel better. <laughs> 
makes me yeah. inspires me. Yeah, that's baller. Truly. Yeah, totally. That's baller. Okay. But when you're little, they'll find anything, dude. Oh, when you're yeah. little, oh my it's gosh, so anything. Like you have a toe that's weird. It's like you're... I wonder. You know, I wonder where where kids learn that truth. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's literally like on the playground. And they'll just say something and you're like, what? Wait, yes. But where did that come yeah. from? And obviously, you know, we can we can kind of dissect it, but it is really interesting to think about. And and just on that piece of like that finding that specific moment, memory, maybe culmination of and, you know, to Chris's point, just like speaking to it, whether it is that, you know, doing that inner child work, we've done both done a little bit in therapy where you identify that age and you can kind of like, you can see her, you can feel her, you can, you know, be with her, whether it's in meditation or, you know, if they, if you're taken through it by a therapist, but just really powerful. Like when I first heard about it, I was like, this is corny. I'm probably not going to mm -hmm. get there. But then like, you really, you are literally like sitting next to your 10 year old self and feeling those emotions again of, of embarrassment, of, you know, not being enough, of being rejected, whatever those feelings are. And, you know, in, in little ways or big way, just like healing that part of you by, by being what you need for your younger self in that moment. Well, I was connecting when she was saying that, that I, so I was homeschooled my whole life up until college. And I, realized I was never really made fun of by people in school because I didn't go to school. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know really until I went to college or I met like not nice people <laughs> that people did stuff wow. and said stuff. And so even when she told me about the thing about, you know, her vagina, I was so mm -hmm. confused. I was like, why would anybody ever say that? That doesn't make any sense to me. And so I'm just connecting stuff now about how that happens. Wow. Yeah, which it also I comes like from that. other people's insecurities. They feel insecure oh, about yeah. something. Yeah. And so they'll they'll bring something up about you. And I don't, who knows what that case was for. But it's even like uh, one of my friends um, ended up getting a nose job. And I loved her nose. And I'm like, wait, I'm pretty sure my nose is bigger than yours. Like, what should I not like about my nose? And wow. I I had to come to the fact that like, no, I, I like my nose. It's okay that she had a nose job. Um, but I, I have to like talk myself through, no, it's okay. Like, and, and that's the thing, like having a faith, as you guys can know, like you have to accept yourself and love yourself or how you were made. Like my body can do amazing things. My body is beautiful. And so Krista, I, I've had, um, past eating disorder experiences and body dysmorphia um, which you've talked about and wow, uh, holy moly, the things you've talked about, like just hit me so hard. And so just like learning to love myself, I can't do that today and every single day, literally today, I hated how I looked like everything just like didn't go well. Oh. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm so excited to meet Lindsay and Krista. And after oh. listening to your guys' podcast, like I will literally like rethink of your guys' podcasts and like how encouraging and uplifting they are. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh my God. Made my freaking day. <laughs> yeah. I really relate that just, yeah. Means a lot. I think so many women struggle with the body thing and, and in any capacity. And it just always blows my mind, you know, who tells me that they've had disordered eating or, um, issues around food. And, you know, my wish is that for people to have a little bit more 
energetic capacity for other things. You know, mm. the amount of the amount of thought and the amount of time and the amount of energy that thinking about how you look and your body takes is just sometimes unbearable. You know, you can't really exist outside of that conversation. And when we're free of that, or when we feel in better relationship to that conversation, our life can just totally change. And, you know, that was the case for me when I really just sort of like let go of that. Hmm. Yeah. I remember it when you were talking about that, you said that your purpose is greater than your dream body or how you look. And it's just, I feel like it's easy to say that. And it's just different to know that, like deeply know that. And I think so many women just like need to know that. And um, I related that with like understanding where that insecurity comes from as well. And mostly since starting the podcast, just diving into like, why do I care about how I look so much? And then realizing, oh, I think people won't like me if I don't look this way. And then, and then accepting that and processing that. So I think it's so important for everybody, no matter what issue it is to get down to the root of like backtracking and like seeing where that comes from. So for you guys, do you have something you guys do like on a daily basis to give yourself that affirmation or any advice for women who are really struggling within that? Yeah, I found that like my my time alone has been some of the hardest and some of the best time (laughs) times in my life where I've done that really hard, challenging, upsetting work and had those realizations and, and darker thoughts. But then also, you know, having been with that and moved through that on the other side and being with myself and being through that with myself, I just, I see myself in a different light. I just appreciate the time that I've taken to give myself what I need to go to therapy, to do all these things that really, you know, nurture my own heart and my own soul. Um, And yes, the self-care is amazing. Moving my body, eating food that is nourishing. All of those things are so important. Getting good sleep, just taking care of my physical body. And then with that more internal work, I just see myself and I'm like proud. And for me, Mm -hmm. that like translates into just like beauty. I could, Mm -hmm. and I've noticed in the little ways where like, I actually, I love wearing makeup. I love doing my hair. I think it's so fun. And I'm now like at 33, I love a no face makeup. And I'm just like, oh, I love that too. And I wasn't always like that. And I think it is because I just like know myself better and I, I see kind of like the the different facets of who I am and I appreciate it equally as much as I appreciate like the outer beauty, I guess. It's just kind of like reflects out. Um, so I would just say that like as hard as it is spending time with yourself, whether it is, you know, journaling, meditating, reflecting, um, or just like doing some things that you would normally do with other people. Maybe you like cook for yourself. Maybe like date yourself a little bit. And trust me, I'm not saying this is easy because I know it can be be hard, but it's a practice. And I think over time, just really appreciate like what you can provide for yourself before you like go out and seek it from other people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I really, you know, when you're talking about feeling like you have to look good and stuff like that in its order to be liked. I totally relate. 
I think I've been working with this year feeling like I have to be thin or I have to be beautiful to be successful. And I think when you're in the space that we're in where you're very front facing, you're on video, you're on photos all the time. I'm like, uh, like, what is that? You know, what is that experience? And how can I find examples of people that are not deemed by normal standards, attractive or thin? And how can I see how they're successful? And how can I go back? So that's the first one is finding expanders for the opposite of what I'm thinking is that I have to be beautiful and thin to be successful. And then the second one is really like going back and like what you said, it's like, okay, I have the understanding and I know that's not right in my heart. I know that's not correct. So what has made me feel this way? Well, there's a lot of media. There's a lot of television. There's a lot of examples of this online. Yes. And then also what about how I grew up or my childhood really affirmed that for me or made me have that belief or experience. And then that's where I work that down in EMDR with my therapist. So in this case, it's like, I was very little and there was someone that was older than me that said, you know, you could have your nails done and your hair, but as long as you are fat, no one's looking at you and no one cares. And so I always remember that when I was little in the back of my head, I was like, oh, is no matter what, if I'm fat, no one will care about me. Like no one will care about me and I won't be able to be successful. And so in EMDR, you really reprogram and reprocess those experiences to bring it to the frontal lobe where you can say like, I know that's not true and this isn't true. And then you basically reprogram to like have the truth be that it's not true that you have to be thin and beautiful to be successful. So that's really how I approach sort of those harder thoughts. Mm -hmm. When it comes to journaling, Lindsay, like you were talking about, what are the, the types of things that you do in journaling? Journaling, to be totally honest, sounds so boring and awful. So like what, yeah. what about it is like invigorating and helpful? Yeah. I think what like really um, invigorated my, my journaling routine, um, I read the book Meet Your Soul by Alisa, uh, Lisa Romeo, who um, is coming on our podcast soon. And she talks about soul journaling. And what soul journaling really is, is um, creating a sacred space to be able to connect with your soul. And just in summary, how you would do that is um, – I generally start with a meditation and I like actually with these to put on um, meditative music. I have like a playlist I, I've curated for myself and um, I'll, I'll drop into meditation and then I'll have a pen and paper at the ready. And at the top of the paper, um, I will write a question that I have um, and then I'll drop in again, you're, you're in a med meditative state and just calling forth like your spirit guides, um, your angels, God, you know, whoever you want to call forward to, you know, support you in um, connecting with your soul. And then you just put pen to paper and you would be very surprised. You're in complete surrender. You would be surprised how like the soul will communicate and just truth starts to come through. And you'll notice moments when you're in your head hmm. and you'll like stop writing and you're like, you start to think and then you're like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know, and it takes practice, but it's unbelievable. Like what truth comes through. And it's usually just reminding you what you already know mm -hmm. deep down and just kind of like walking you back to yourself. But I just find that to me be a really beautiful practice, a two for one, if you will, mm -hmm. meditation and journaling. <laughs> what do you think is like the, the biggest like, maybe like, um, I call them 
moments when I'm like reading a really like intense book like for instance there's a book I love called Boundaries and I call them moments where I'm like oh my I have to stop everything and I'm like what just happened I have to like think about it for half an hour like what do you think is like that that for you that you found in journaling if you can share I know it can probably be super Mm -hmm. deep yeah I just found it to be so surprising cool powerful that when I get out of my own way meaning my mind takes a little break and I'm really able to just open my heart what comes through you know, it's because my mind's going all day in in every moment. And so to give it just a moment to breathe and, and move out of the way, I'm like, wow, like these are really simple but powerful truths that come through that are that are reminders that I need right now and that are um it just feels very special. You know, it just it just feels really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my boyfriend, Arturo, he sometimes like when we're like running a mile a minute or we're just thinking of stuff, he'll go, are you aware right now? Like, are you conscious? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, and, and he's just like, <laughs> think about what you are. Think about why you're here. Think about what you're doing and think of it on like a big scale. And it's it's trippy, <laughs> but I think it's good because I I talk about this a lot, but I always find myself just putting my AirPods in, even to make lunch, put my AirPods in. I want to listen to music. I want to listen to something. I want to, I got to be going, go, go, because I don't want to think. Because if I think, then I'm just going to think <laughs> and I don't want to know what I'm going to think about. So totally. I think even like you said, journaling or like there are apps that people, you can like talk and you just can talk and you know journal through that way and I think that's really helpful too because it's about being honest and I I was listening to Dak Shepard's podcast and he said he always he always knew when he was at his worst because he wasn't even honest with his journal and it's like the to me that's like very if you don't want to journal that's when you should do it (laughs) type of thing Mm -hmm. but yeah, 100%. And I think it's the same as like being able to be with your thoughts. It's like if you can't be with yourself to journal, can you be with your thoughts in general? And I think a lot of people feel that way. And I think that's where some, I think that there is a relationship to anxiety that people have where our soul is trying to tell us something and we continue to distract on our phones, do all the things. So we're not listening. And so the voice just keeps getting louder and louder. But yeah, I think a lot of us can relate to that where you're like, oh my God, if I'm quiet, what am I going to say? Or like, what is it going to tell me to do? And that sometimes I think there's a message that's waiting for you that you probably know, but are scared to face, whether it's a move or relationship or business or something that tends to happen where we're like, no, 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 no. If I'm never get quiet, I'm never going to hear it. And then I don't need to do anything. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so true. That's like the reason I don't pray a lot of times. I'm like, honestly, I don't oh. want to know what God wants me to do. Like, I'm. Oh my like, God. Wow. Like, if I'm like so, like I'm fine with how everything is. I was, I was just reading her a passage out of my boundaries book about passivity and about how passivity itself isn't evil, but in conjunction with it can be in conjunction with evil, like allowing evil to pass by and not doing anything about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm being so passive Mm. literally right now 
in my everyday life and I notice that because I'm not praying and I like I'm scared to hear what God is going to tell me to do and that's when Mm -hmm. I know I need to be listening and I'm probably doing something wrong in my life and I already know it subconsciously (laughs) oh that's yeah yeah the passivity is interesting it's like I feel like there's a part of like where you want to be non-attached but I felt like that this year where I'm like I feel like it's like not being passive about my like alignment to source or my alignment to God. It's like, that's something that I can't be passive about because, you know, as we just get in this time, it's even more important. Mm -hmm. And I think it's about being, you know, passive with your needs too, kind of like what you were talking about at the beginning. Cause I remember this when I was talking to a friend and I had asked her like what she thought her, like her quote unquote calling was like, what did she want to do? She had no clue. And she, I was like, well, have you ever like prayed about it or like thought about it? And she's just like, no. And I'm like, well, have you ever just like thought, you know, sat with yourself and like thought about it? And I kept wanting to say the same thing because I'm like, why aren't you doing this? <laughs> and she's like, I, I don't know, because I just like I just work and like I just need to work, like save money and da 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 da. And I was like, you really should take that opportunity to see like what your needs are, because your needs are important and what you want in this life is important, because when you're 80, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, what have I done in my life? So taking these moments to understand that is so important. But I think it's so easy, like you said, to distract yourself, especially in this day and age with everything we have right in front of us. But yeah. yeah. And I think we just forget that we're so supported. You know what I mean? Like we independent women over here starting a business, doing all the things. And like you can get into a a zone where you're like, just doing this on my own. I got it. Like p- piling it on and forgetting that you can like, you can ask God to support you. Mm. You can, a- I mean, always supporting, but you know what I mean? There can be that active relationship with God, with source, whatever you believe in to support you in every single moment. Yeah. Wow. That's good. In that, like, in that, like God wants to guide you. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- and I yes, think that's something that we can always, forget too Mm -hmm. it's like no you're supposed to want things you're supposed to ask for things Mm because yes he wants the best for you totally you know totally and that if he asks it of you you will be shown the way you know like with you listening it's like it doesn't need to be so he's gonna ask me to like run for president and I'm gonna be like (laughs) all these things yeah you're like all right (laughs) and also too you know and this is meet your soul the book meet your soul it's like of course God is like number one, but you have sovereignty in your soul. So if like, it's not, God wouldn't do something that wasn't okay with your soul. Mm-hmm. So if it's something that's like, you're hearing that you're like, okay, you want me to run for president? Your soul's like, no, that's not what we're doing. You're like, okay, that must not have been God. Yeah, totally. <laughs> or that must not have been, you know, something else that was like trying to like, yes, whatever, your ego, whatever. Mm-hmm. Should I run for president? Is that what everyone's saying yeah, right I think now? That's yeah, it. That's, I'm down with that. I think that's I think it, I babe. Heard that we need you. For sure. We need you. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, Let me just tune in. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if anything that can speak on that is that when I had my first podcast host leave, I was like, I'm just going to do this alone. Gung-ho go me, you know, I'm a woman. And then I felt like, and then I felt God tell me whoever is going to be your new host is going to ask you. And it was like the weirdest thing because it's not like I really feel audibly a lot from God. And I just really felt that. And I was like, that's weird. 
that's not going to happen. I'm going to do this alone. And, and then the whole time I'm listening to the podcast, I'm like, wow, I'm so good. I need to be on there. And I really like don't speak up for myself or like insert myself into anything. And so I was like, well, now that she's not on the podcast anymore, maybe she'll ask me. And she never did. And I'm like, OK, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to ask. And I'm pretty much just going to apply and tell her she all audio messaged the references. <laughs> wow. And I'm like. It's not really a question, but I should be on the podcast. And I was like, well, yeah, because that's what I felt like was going to happen. So it it was crazy. It was wild. (laughs) That's beautiful. Um, Okay, so I just want to transition and talk a little bit about just your podcast in general, because when I was listening to your story, Krista, about quitting your job and everything that you have done. Every part of me was like, I am her. Like everything you said, like I started with blogging. I didn't really like it. I was working so hard. I had no money. I hated my job. I didn't know what to do. And unlike you, who was very responsible and saved a six month salary, I had no money saved and I just quit. So that was an experience within itself. Babes, I quit. <laughs> I quit my first job without a six month salary. So my first yeah. job, I didn't have a salary and I totally the bed and I got in debt so I was there yeah I totally was there yeah and it was the quite the experience you know it's been two and a half years I'm still self-employed so something's happening but I was listening just listening to your guys' story of starting the podcast and obviously we're not a huge podcast and starting from the bottom and that is a day in and day out struggle of like consistency you just keep doing it and your guys' story of just like you guys just never stopped. You just kept working. And that is a testament to anybody. Like, of course, some people get a break. You know, sometimes that happens. But it's like, there is so much work that goes into things like this. And I think people need to talk about that more because I think other people sit on the sidelines and are like, oh, they just got whatever they wanted. Look at them. And it's just so (laughs) not the case. So I would love to hear your guys' just story of building the podcast and also how you guys kept going. Because I I think that would just help so many people out starting a business. Totally, yeah, yeah. I I think from from the start, what what was so cool and what surprised me the most was the fact that we showed up for this thing every single day, no matter what. For I mean, we didn't make any money for at least a year. And maybe longer and to not have a moment where we're like, should we just back this? Like whatever is pretty wild. And I was (laughs) like, okay, you know, like, and I never had the thought. She never had the thought. We just kept showing up for it. And I think what fueled that was like early on feeling like, oh, wow. Like people are relating to these conversations are finding one another by attending our tiny little events and backyards and things like that. Like it was just, it was really cool. It was giving us so many reasons to keep showing up for it. Um, You know, on the piece of just building the business, I mean, we had full-time jobs for two years, you know, at least. And um, I think that really takes the pressure off the thing that you want to do being 
successful, you know, and actually gives it a chance to be and evolve through what it needs to in order to be sustainable and successful. So, you know, I was a full-time soul cycle instructor, um, and Krista was in digital marketing, had a full-time job and we just made it work. We were working nights. We were working weekends. We were working on our breaks. Like it was pretty wild, but we treated it very seriously. Like there was, there was no slacking on that end. And, you know, from my perspective, you know, hindsight is 2020, but like we can look at those jobs that we had and pinpoint the skills, the connections that we made that really just made the early days of the podcast, what it is. And obviously up until now, but you know, for example, I'm teaching a soul cycle class. I'm holding space. I'm able to cultivate a community within soul cycle. I'm on a microphone, you know? So just those things were really, really valuable. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny whenever we talk to like our managers or anything like that, they're like, you know, you guys came from nothing. Like everyone like reiterates it. They're like, I mean, you guys were nothing. Right? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, dude, we yeah, know. Totally. Like they're just as blown away as we are. They're like, you guys were just, you're trash. Um, <laughs> you were hopeless. <laughs> yeah, you were trash. Um, but it's true. And, you know, I think what I'll also say to that is that like, we tried a bunch of different things. You know, you have done a lot of different mm-hmm. things. I've done a lot of different jobs. I've tried a lot of different things. And that's really a part of the process. And I see so many people that are like, you know, say they want to do something and first of all, aren't doing it. And then second of all, it's like are trying or not trying even one thing. You know, you have to just try even one thing. And for the most, most people, it's not the first thing that they stick with. And it's okay to let other things go. So me, for me, that's like letting blogging go. For me, that's letting another business I started go. And just being okay with that, especially as women, for us to try things, see if it works, learn Mm -hmm. the skills that we need to learn, move on. It's okay to evolve. It's okay to grow. It's okay to try a bunch of different things. And that's really what we did. Even with the show, we tried a bunch of different formats. Mm -hmm. You know, we've tried different formats. We've tried different topics that we really like to talk about, but we just let our show evolve. And, you know, my hope for anyone is really to just let themselves evolve however that expression um, exuberates. Dang. I don't know if that's a word. You guys, I don't know if that's a word. No, that's a word. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a word. However that is expressed. You guys, sometimes Uh, Exonerates or exuberates. That's a... I don't know. So it's a verb of... Exuberate? Can I name the podcast this today? It is a word. It's a freaking word. Wait, what does it mean? Was it used Exuberate? No, that's a word. That's what I thought. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> dude it's a freaking i swear to god wait what does it mean the word means she is exuberating yeah. in the yeah, knowledge yeah. of having uh-huh. you're good like, oh it's like you exuberate like like uh celebrating <laughs> it's like expression it's like, <laughs> yeah you're like exuberating i'm gonna name this podcast the almost 30 podcast it's a freaking word that'll be the name of it <laughs> it's a word literally <laughs> oh that's so funny anyway well no those are all of that is is so helpful and i think too i i literally just telling Lisa this like monetary value does not reflect success and it does not reflect reflect growth because for me most of my businesses except for a couple don't make any money but that doesn't mean I'm not working at them and it doesn't mean I'm not working hard and I think for a lot of people starting I think it's like the percentage is something crazy like 95% of podcasts quit before their first year or something like that but Mm -hmm. there's still like you know a million podcasts 
I think it's like 11 episodes they quit. Yeah, it's like way less. It, because yeah. Yeah. you start to realize the hype goes down and you start to realize, oh, this is just hard work. And like, we love it. But editing yes. a podcast isn't like the most glamorous thing in the world, but you got to do it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yep. anyway, you guys are an inspiration for us, but- for sure. Oh, <laughs> and then you. you go back just to say on that, because you have to go back to your intention. Like, so if you're you're doing it, you're getting a little bit of momentum, but then you get into it, the hard work gets hard. It's like, so the intention or the why wasn't strong mm-hmm. enough. The reason why you're doing it is faulty to the people listening. Then that means the reason why you're doing it wasn't stronger than you're wanting people to listen. So for us, it was like, we just so deeply believed that we wanted women to feel less alone mm-hmm. in their evolution. And that's really what drove us. And I think each other, our accountability to each other over anything else. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what keeps us going is like, we'll, we'll be surprised by like how many people are so intentional on actually listening to the podcast. We're like, We're like why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more than like just us. And that's what we've always wanted. I mean, if it's the smallest thing, like you can feel better about your vagina, like, I've done my job. Literally, I've done my job. And that's all that I need is if I can embarrass myself and look like an actual idiot and say the stupidest stuff just because it's on my mind and I feel like the world needs to hear it or a woman needs to feel better about herself or this is a part of your journey, then I will do it. And the amount of money doesn't matter. I mean, sometimes I'm like, whoo, I wish that I (laughs) felt more worth so that I knew that no amount of money mattered. But then when she says things like that, we like both like lift each other up at the perfect times. And so So I think what's really Mm -hmm. cool too is what you guys were saying about um, your past job experiences and how it's um, helped you where you're at now which is so cool and I think you guys would agree like every part of the journey matters because every part of it is supposed to get you to where you're at and you have no idea why you're in a certain situation and it sucks but it's going to help you in the future and so like I just keep telling myself that um, no matter what is going on it doesn't matter how much money we're going to be making because we're helping other people and this is just a part Mm -hmm. of the journey so true yeah completely agree and then you get to a point where it's okay to like mm-hmm. want to make money <laughs> totally okay to cash yeah. out you know yeah, i mean, mean like we'll take whatever amount of money people want yeah for right sure. now don't let's get up don't <laughs> get us wrong honestly but. <laughs> yeah, literally you're like go fund me yeah. and buy <laughs> um okay well as we end here we always like to ask our guests what their silver lining is so just something good that came from something Ooh. bad or challenging and it can be in the now it can be in the past um so I don't know if there's anything that sticks out for either of you guys or both of you guys. I think for me, it's, uh, you know, when we were talking about the body thing and the relationship to our body and body acceptance and then disordered eating, I think, you know, I never thought I would get to a place where I didn't have that conversation going on in my head and I didn't have that issue. And now that I have had it, I realize how um, much of a connector it is for me and other women and how... Um, I'm so much more relatable and I can have so much more compassion for other people. And I can have so much more of a connection with people that I don't even know just because of that one topic. So, you know, although it was really hard and I still struggle for sure, it's been, um, a really powerful opportunity for me to have more connection with more people. And I think just like, you know, with everything going on in the world, like there's been so many silver linings to it all. And it's, 
taking me a little bit to like actually say that to people publicly out loud because it feels like like so many people are going through it and I honor that and acknowledge that and we've definitely had our moments this year big time but I just I think the silver lining of the contrast of this year is that we get to experience that contrast you know like there is just a power in not not being comfortable or in your usual routine autopilot all the time. And for me, it's been, um, you know, seeing things in myself that I'm like, hmm, you've been doing that your whole life, but now it's really obvious and it might not be serving you. Like, let's let's look at that and see what that is. That's made me just honor my relationships more. How can I pour more into my relationships? How can I honor myself and what I need to better serve my relationships. So I think, you know, the stuff that's come to the surface because of what's happened this year is the silver lining. It's like, you know, would that have taken another 10 years to come to the surface and for me to have processed or or dealt with? Maybe. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like grateful for the contrast of it all. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, um, We've loved having you guys on. This was so fun. So fun. Thank you for so having fun. us. We're so lucky. <laughs> we're so lucky. I know. We're the lucky Okay, ones. now your turn. <laughs> we're all so lucky. What a, what a great afternoon. This has just <laughs> been lovely. I'm so thankful. Yes, of course. Um, before we go, where can everybody find you? Both of you. Podcast. Yeah, we're almost 30. We're almost 30 wherever you listen to podcasts. And then YouTube as well. We have YouTube videos. And then Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram um shop almost 30 for any workshops or anything like that but we have podcast pro so if anyone wants to start a podcast we wanted to give everyone the resources to help them do that because we learned a lot just like you guys have along the way so that's your podcastpro.com and then i'm at it's krista it's krista on instagram and i'm at Lindsay simsick simchick simchick <laughs> yeah, simslick whatever simic, people want to whatever say. whatever <laughs> man all right guys well thank you so much all right, Shakers, thank you so much for listening. This was so fun. Like, honestly, being able to talk to Krista and Lindsay was such a good time for us, and it was a privilege, and we appreciate them so much. Um, again, you guys can find them at um, Almost 30 on Instagram, and it's the Almost 30 podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast. So please, right when you're done with this episode, go listen to them. They have so many, I mean, like four years worth of podcasts, so there's so much there and so much value. So um, we are just so happy again that they were on the show um also what helps us get more people on the show is if you subscribe rate and review i know we say this every week but honestly lisa and i look at every single review um on it it keeps us going like when i see a new review i get so excited so if you're new to the show um please just rate and review it means so much it helps us on itunes everything um you can also follow us at the salt and pepper podcast on instagram and at it's lisa brosser and at olivia corinne um and then you can join our facebook group the salt and pepper podcast insiders there we just dive into more topics that we um, talk about on the show or just hang out with you guys so anyway thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next tuesday thanks for listening tune in every tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts be sure to subscribe and please rate and review follow us on instagram at the salt and pepper podcast Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.